to watch it. Yeah, them. we had a couple people this week yeah. say they watch it. I get kind of nervous because I'm like, I hope it was a good one that they watched. Yeah, and if you just watch I love one. it when Maddie came in and she was like, Grandma watched it. Or watched yeah, she it. told me your grandma <laughs> yeah. watched it. It was me and like Griffin. And she I was said like, it's oh, hilarious. God. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. She said she kind of like zones out in the middle. I'm like, good. Well, we're for all ages. <laughs> By you get, yeah. the time you get to the end, it's It's usually, rated R, but it's yeah. for all ages. Yeah. Well, it actually is funny because I was thinking about this. It starts off. A G, and then it goes to PG, and then PG thirteen, and yeah. usually we weed them out. Sometimes quickly <laughs> yeah. it goes. We weed them out. It jumps from G to. Did you yeah. get me a card? Straight up there. A card. Oh, you're asking the question. You know this. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. We're rolling. Oh, We're perfect. good to go. Introduce the show. Let's yeah, go. I'm about to. <laughs> what is up, everybody? This is the All or Nothing Show. My name is Austin. I'm the host, and I got the two boys with me today, Brock. Griffin pointed the wrong yep. ones. We got a special <laughs> guest today, Sarah Buckley. Hi. What is up? Thank you for coming out here with us. Uh, look forward to diving into some questions. But what we usually do is we start the show off with a quick sip and review right off the head of our energy drink for the day. So, Brock, what'd you give us? We're going with a uh, bucked up, which we've done the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, this week is a blood ras flavor, which I almost don't know how to describe. I think of it like a uh, fruit punch with some like blue raz type zip on it yeah but i don't even know if that's accurate you know so you guys can tell me i know you fruit guys have both it, right it's I'm not really fruit punch, I, swear I, though. Had it. I don't know what to call it maybe if it was coffee i could describe it yeah better. let's crack let's go uh sarah do you usually drink energy drinks i do what's Very your, the what's your caffeine preference my caffeine pre- oh, look coffee. at this one black why coffee. is mine like foaming <laughs> i shook it yeah <laughs> you're welcome yeah, no, i'm just kidding yeah let's get that sip in I know I was, what you mean, like, yeah, it's, I like, was, not fruit punch what it is, but, like... Uh, what else would you call it? I'd say it's on the verge of Bomb Pop. <laughs> uh, I sometimes well, no, wonder... because when you taste the Rocket Pop, you're like, oh, that's what Bomb Pop is supposed to taste like. These other brands fuck it up. If you taste the Rocket... Have you had the Rocket Pop? Of this? <laughs> yeah. No. You have, right? Yeah. The Rocket Pop brand. is... The one with the flag on Yeah. It? It's yeah. like nine out of ten, actually. Like that's a red, white, and blue popsicle. It's probably, honestly, probably my favorite flavor from Bucked Up. You could have fooled me with this one. Then this one yeah, is pretty good. I feel like so we've done so many brands and flavors. It will be fun then to start doing it blindfolded and seeing like <laughs> what we think which, the flavor is, is, and then being like, oh, yeah. okay. I don't think I'm that good yet, but we I should can tell almost with, get. If like, you give me a Jocko, I'll nail that pretty. Quick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should almost get three like brands, same like supposed flavor. And, like, pour them in a cup so we each have, like, you know, smaller Dixie cups or whatever. And, like, uh, you know, rate them from there. But I also feel like people, like, hate our energy drink reviews because they take up the first, like, 15, yeah. 20 minutes. So, let's, I guess, yeah, get, let's, to, get to let's the point So, uh, we, we rank 0 to 10. You can do decimals. And uh, I'm going to go 7-6. Seven, 7-6. Six. Seven, six. Um, six, eight. Okay. I don't regret it, but it's not. I wouldn't. I'm not excited when I have so this zero one. being dog shit and 10 being the a unicorn. Okay. Not possible. I would say like Maddie. probably 7.5. Okay, nice. I think it would be like a 6. Yeah. Solid a six. 6. No point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we'll take it. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, obviously we wanted to have you on, Sarah. We wanted to definitely talk about what you've been up to with training, uh, a little bit of your story, your backstory of how you got into training and what got you into competing. Um, I guess a great question to start off is what a brief overview of what got you initially into that first step of competing. Obviously, you were working out, but what got you like that itch to compete? And if um, I want to interject a little bit, yeah, um, a little background about Sarah. I mean, I'm sure she'll describe herself, <laughs> but we kind of just said, here's Sarah Buckley. <laughs> but uh, she's a local competitor here, um, so she competes in NPC bikini mm-hmm. um, division. So uh, we all thought it'd be a great idea to get a you know female's perspective, especially since competing is kind of a realm that we've mm-hmm. all kind of done for the most part. But um, as far as to the level that she has competed and kind of where she plans to go, we thought it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, not to cut off your question. No, for sure. But now, um, you can kind of carry on. What was the question? What, I'm a, a dickhead on this thing. <laughs> well, I see you completely ignored my question. I'm going to let you, you training, finish, right? but... Well, pretty much what got you into the yeah. first itch of wanting Kanye. to compete. Obviously, I mentioned she competed. Yeah. And she had been training. So what got you into competing to begin with? Right, I'll shut yeah. up. There you go. Okay. Well, um, so I'd always done sports and everything. And I've started getting into the gym 
in college my last two years really and I saw my sorority sister who's actually my best friend um, Casey Wilson um, she was competing so I saw that and I saw it's bikini is is kind of it's like a it's like a pageant for strong girls in my like best way of describing it so to me I thought it was beautiful that you see these strong women going on stage and showing off all their hard work so I saw that. I saw my um, sorority sister doing that. And then, um, I don't know, I just, I've been watching it for a little bit and I saw she was doing it. And it was I just, interesting. Yeah, it just intrigued me. It was different. And then it gives you that, like, um, what's the word? Like, you want to go get a goal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it kind of sets, I guess, a clear path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I don't really have a big crazy And story. it's still, it to just, me, it's like, it seems kind of like, I don't know, to the average, I feel like female, it's a little bit more of a feminine like aspect or view of, of lifting, you know, especially if that's like the first thing you see of lifting. Cause like you said, you know, you, you're into like athletics and sports and then obviously everyone knows like the cardio bunny kind of lifestyle, but I feel like that's a division where people I feel like can, um, can fit in somewhat relatively quickly. Um, once they get into training versus, you know, some of the more, uh, tougher divisions, as far as like muscle mass, like physique or things like Maddie's trying to get into, it's like, you know, like build on that for like years before you can even really get on stage. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, for men jumping right into like open, like heavyweight bodybuilding, if you're like a buck 60, you know, but, uh, I can see where, you know, this is just my perspective being a guy is, you know, when, when you're lifting, when you started lifting and you were trying to find maybe your place and it's like, well, I don't want to just get into a, like a beauty pageant. Not to say mm-hmm. you were, but like a beauty pageant is like literally you just put clothes on and just walk yeah. out there kind of deal. Yeah. You get judged. And this is an area that you're able to show off your physical capabilities yeah. and your physique, but also, you know, go in for the beauty aspect as well mm-hmm. and aesthetics for sure. So I, I don't know. It gives that niche. Yeah, it's a good category. Had, you, had you followed any sort of bodybuilding before you knew Casey? Um. You know, on the Instagram, like the search history yeah. kind of one, yeah. those would pop up because I started looking into it and being like, what is mm. this? Like, it's beautiful. You're in a sparkly bikini. You're strong, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Like, so what, yeah. yeah, what is this? So yeah. um, I started looking up, like, you know, Angelica, Miss Olympia, um, kind of started following, a, like, a few big pros, and it just kind of took off from there. And then I feel like since Instagram has gotten so big and so relevant, I feel like it's been able to show bodybuilding yeah. more than yeah. it has been. And this is how many years ago? Oh, my gosh. Um, my senior, junior year of college. So, I don't know how, 2018, 2016. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Gotcha. So, it's been a while since I've been kind of int- interested in it. Yeah. Before that, like, had you known much about, like, women's bodybuilding? Did you have, like, your own preconceived notion about it? Um, I was one of those girls at first that thought um, – Leg day, leg day, leg day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which gotcha. is horrible because I feel like a lot of people don't realize. Because, you know, like when you're not educated on training and what it takes to become a bodybuilder and stuff, yeah. you're like, at first, I know a lot of women, like, I don't want to be bulky. Yeah. But it takes a long time to get to that point. Um, yeah, it's not easy. No, it's not I like wish it's you could like be bulky in a that, way. you know? Yeah. Easy so muscle to lose. Or, or... I understood it enough because I came from, I played field hockey and lacrosse, so I understood that aspect of it but what i needed was the nutrition that i didn't realize was such a big part of it yeah um was it was it hard at first to like feel like you wanted to put on muscle did it feel weird to kind of intentionally want to gain weight like that um not really because i don't i knew i wanted to sculpt my body so i guess it didn't really click that i don't know like the i wasn't like oh let's gain all this weight you know how like guys are yeah i want to hit the certain weight kind of thing it was more like, let's see what we can build. Yeah. I try not to focus on the scale. Because yeah, yeah, I feel like absolutely. that's where the negative, especially I feel like for females. Yeah, I was just know? curious, like, if you, do you have any stigma that was hard to get over, like, when you first started doing it, not being in that world initially, and mm-hmm. then, like, diving more into, like, having a competition or something like that in the future? Was it hard to kind of, like, get over any humps that you had before in your head as far as, like, you know, putting on muscle or like eating a certain way or training a certain way. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Did you have a stigma of food? Like, did you have a bad relationship with food before that, I guess? You know, um, um, was it tough to like so, be like, oh, I need to eat more or really focus on the food more? So I was fine. Like my 
relationship with food has been an up and down kind of thing mm-hmm. since competing. So going into it, I didn't realize I, you need to eat this certain amount. I clearly wasn't eating the right stuff. And then I had um, two seasons. I say like that in quotes because my first season, I kind of just like ran into it and then like jumped back into a season. Yeah. I wasn't in the right spot to go into my second prep. Um with food because I was so like, oh my gosh, I'm so lean. This is so cool. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean I'm getting softer? Like, I feel like a lot of people don't understand, like, it's okay. Like, you're not supposed to be that lean. So for me, in the beginning, it was really hard to know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, now you have to eat more. You have to um, put on the muscle. You have to soften up. Like, it's okay. Yeah, once you see those, like, abs and those, like, veins for the first time, though, you kind of, like, get used to it. And then once you start losing it, you're like, oh, God, even though, like, you know you can get it back, but you don't want to, like, yeah, lose that condition yeah. even though you know you need to. It's kind of like a mind game. Yeah. Um, but so after learning from that, because after my first national show, um, I just wasn't in a good spot food-wise, like, um, relationship with food. Um, I rebounded really bad because mm-hmm. I kind of went off the rails. I was like, freedom. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, didn't quite understand the whole process. Um and then I took some good time off from the stage to get back on track, um, learn to enjoy the off season, um, which is honestly now my favorite. I'm enjoying off season right now. Like yeah. I, it's like it's weird how you can train your brain. Um, yeah, and just with experience, I think too. It's like yeah. now you know a lot more about. I've heard you talk about like reverse dieting and um, explaining to people like you know the benefits. And things like that. I think it's a drastic contrast to kind of like you said, that first kind of mm-hmm. show rebound. Yeah, it's definitely a learning experience. Each prep is different. Each reverse is different. Um, and learn. I feel like, I hate to say this, but like the first, I feel like almost you have to go through that horrible yeah. rebound to understand the importance of reversing. Yeah. Yeah. Because after that, like I, like this off season, I've nailed my reverse. Um, I have a great um, relationship with food. It's yeah. I'm in a good spot right now. Yeah. So. One question I had was, what was your experience um, with your first show like as far as like nerves, as far as the prep, as far as things that um, maybe you did that were very stupid or, or things that went very successful considering it was your first show? Um, so my first show, I kind of just like jumped into it. It was in August right after I had graduated and um, I'd been talking with um, Casey about competing. She gave me her coach's mm-hmm. um, number, which is still my coach. Um, and... It was hard because I don't think you realize the dedication these athletes put into it, Um, not just with training, but their food, their sleep schedule. Um, And, you know, it was hard for me because I know I wasn't as strict as I am now with my diet on prep because I didn't understand it. And you're like, oh, like one cookie here isn't going to do anything. Um, So definitely I feel like jumping into it, I feel like now you should – take a little time to learn the eating process and everything and how important that is. And your coach is going to know if you have a cookie here and there, like it's going to show on your physique. Um, And then getting on stage, honestly, it's like weird. It's more like adrenaline. It's not nerves. I don't know if I've ever been nervous to get on stage. It's more like, all right, let's go. Like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Was there a certain point, like when you first started doing that, was there a certain point that you felt like you kind of caught the fire of doing it? Or was it kind of a grind the first show that you did that it and then after having a bad relationship with food, did you kind of feel like, okay, this isn't for me? Or did you know that you, that was something you wanted to do? I've always known I wanted to do this. Yeah. Um, so the moment you step on stage, like you either love it or you hate it. And I fell in love with it that mm. moment. My heels stepped on stage. Um, so I've always known whether you take a year or two off from the stage, it's going to be there. And I know I want to keep returning to it. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I think that's a good way to put it. Cause I know when I got on stage and maybe also you can relate to this. Cause I know yeah. you, we talked about your experience with like stepping on stage is like when I got up there, um, it wasn't like the inverse per se, but I kind of, like you said, like in no negative feelings towards like the sport. Cause I love watching the sport and I love like training on my own physique, but I knew that like getting on stage and competing against other people, it just wasn't, that exciting for me like the event itself like the process and pushing myself i loved but then the actual like day of posing and like i'm sweating off the tan and everything (laughs) and all that you know all that going on 
lights are bright. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't excite me. I was almost like ready for it to end as soon as I almost got on stage. And mm-hmm. so, um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. What was your experience like? I, I definitely agree. I agree that I, for me personally, like I had to force myself to learn the routine. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't excited to do that for my posing routine. Just posing in general. I mean, I, I enjoyed that, but like in front of the mirror and like yeah. I was like, man, I look great. I enjoyed <laughs> it. But then like when I got on stage and like you can just feel like the judging going on and then you have to remember <laughs> you can just have to remember your routine breathe. and like yeah breathe smile and it's like rushed like very quick and it's like damn yeah. i did all that 12 14 weeks yeah. for 30, 30 seconds, seconds of yeah. just like hey one all right see yeah. y'all no other chance You're to like if you messed up this or didn't hold that or might have like yeah you know it's just what does it feel like on the day of to feel like okay this is the day that it's all kind of been about honestly it's excitement i was excited i mean i i I think excitement was still there i just think um i was almost like uh i don't know like you said like i just felt like rushed and i don't know even when i i don't know i just was like judging my own like performance up there and like oh i didn't hit this pose or this or that and i was just kind of like i don't know ready to move on with it that's weird no you're fine i was gonna say i I have a question really quick but for all of you guys because you all have been on stage like i remember when you were prepping you would do your posing like every day basically and your cardio and you were very strict with everything and then austin like i know you like training dieting was like meh something you did and then posing not a fan of and then i'm not sure for you sarah like is there anything what would you say is like the best thing that you enjoy about the whole process and then the one thing that's like you're not kind of indifferent to or not really that into Hmm. i don't know if there's anything i'm indifferent or anything because i just love the entire process of what bodybuilding is um i love the prep part of it because i am such a type a person when it comes to schedules and everything like that i love seeing the changes your body goes through I like the cardio. I say I like the cardio, but like I hate the cardio, but then afterwards you like it. And so that's that prep part. And then I love the training. You push yourself in the gym every day. It's kind of like therapy to me, like everything about it. So I don't know if there's something I don't like. Um, Yeah, which is a good sign. Yeah. So I mean, it means I'm doing something right, right? (laughs) But um, my favorite thing um, right now, my favorite thing is just training as hard as I can in the gym. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't stop training as hard as you can in prep because you should be pushing yourself 100% all the time. But with the extra food, because I'm in off season right now, it's just so enjoyable to be like, oh my gosh, I just hit another PR. Yeah. Yeah. One question I had was, uh, and I've asked this to like Maddie, I may have even asked it to you at some point, is like, how do you feel about how, I think it's, it's pro and con, but how... I feel like bikini competitors are kind of capped at the muscle they can put on before they kind of have to move up. Because I've heard some competitors that like Maddie showed me, they're like, yeah, she had to move out of bikini because they said her quads are too big. Or, you know, I've seen or I've seen a competitor there that just didn't train legs, but like once a month because she couldn't, you know, get them any bigger. Or they'd, she'd get penalized in the uh, judging. So how do you feel like um, that either? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that overall? Um, like fitting into a certain category yeah do you ever feel like i guess it, it like caps you off are you ever thinking like hey at some point i'm gonna meet like a barrier to where i can't get any bigger or it's gonna like hurt my scoring yeah um do you ever think about that long term i guess is like i don't really think about that just because i feel like each division is growing yeah um however they are trying to make sure that bikini stays within that mm-hmm. range um i do think it's great that they're including more um divisions like wellness for girls who mm-hmm. are have the big quads okay mm-hmm. like do you want to train down like and yeah that's kind of frustrating i would be frustrated yeah, um yeah. for myself i don't see that me growing out of bikini just because i am a petite person um and i love everything there is about bikini mm-hmm. um but I don't know if that answers your question. How do you that answers it? Yeah. yeah, right. I think I asked you this before, but how do you feel like, do you ever think that there would be a point in time where like your own personal physique goal is different than what the judges might want? Or like, does that, that ever? That's better kind of like what I was trying to ask, I guess, in a way. Yeah. So I love what they want in bikini. Um, I don't think I would ever, my mindset of what I'm trying to do would ever not go with what the judges want or mm-hmm. make me think that I need to switch. Um, 
because I do love that X frame, the tiny waist, broader shoulders, big glutes. I love everything about that. Um, so I don't think that it would really change my, for me personally. Um, yeah. I just think for each person, you need to find where you fit in. Yeah. Um, don't, if you're built for figure, don't try and force yourself into bikini. Take pride in being a figure. Like, yeah. Those, those, all those divisions are beautiful in my opinion. So I don't know if that answered either. <laughs> no, that's good because right. I think, you know, we've talked about it before on the podcast, like classic physique, right? And how me and Griffin are a big fan of sometimes the smaller guys in those divisions because of, you know, the shape or the lines or the conditioning they bring in or the proportions. But sometimes, I mean, if you just let it, let it just, you know, go wild and you don't have exactly what you're looking for, a weight limit or something, then you get like current day open bodybuilding where they're just these mass monsters. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, they got these guts and just the shape and aesthetic isn't there as more, you know, the average person, I mean, for the most part, the average person wouldn't want to look like these people, but you know, back in the day, I'm sure they'd look at, you know, Arnold or Frank Zane and be like, man, that, that looks great on the beach, you know, mm -hmm. but now that, you know, you see Phil Heath strutting down the <laughs> yeah. 300 pounds, yeah. you're like, uh, I don't know. What would you say as far as like, since you first started, how, are there any lessons in particular that you've kind of like learned from being a bodybuilder or like bikini competitor that you feel like you've kind of applied into day to day life as well or like during school or anything like that too? So it's definitely um, like changed my lifestyle a hundred percent. I used to be like a college kid, you know, go out, party, eat whatever you want, mainly like carbs and like cheese, like all yeah. that shit. But like the 2 a.m. I know, foods. <laughs> right? <laughs> but now I don't, my lifestyle is completely different from before I started bodybuilding. The consistency, I pretty much do the same thing every day. Yeah. Um, I eat almost the same thing every day. Um, maybe like that's boring to people, but to me it's helped me achieve things it's helped me with time management it's helped me with work like yeah knowing okay like time management with nursing it's it's mm -hmm. a big thing so that in bodybuilding and consistency all kind of like have helped me be a very organized human which i yeah love. i think more people need to get used to monotony man i don't know if monotony. <laughs> i was thinking monogamy out. and then monotonous, <laughs> no right? no 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 don't get used to that <laughs> oh. i agree with you eating About, the same food yeah i think boring yeah. routine people need more of that i've I eaten think, the same well, food for the past yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong yeah. with and it. i think that Good that like waking up to going to bed finding peace in the day-to-day because -day, i feel like we all have, you know, the same kind of day to day that, you know, there's only so many vacations you can take a year. Unless and I feel Sarah. like if you can, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you can maximize like your day to day experience or find fulfillment in that, it makes life so much better because otherwise you're not just pining for this thing that's somewhere off in the future and stuff yeah. too. And with the food thing, so like I know a lot of people do the if it fits your macros. I personally like being on a meal plan. Yeah, um, <laughs> there it is. Every episode, <laughs> voice crack. <laughs> but I feel like it helps, like you not view food as a pleasure thing. It's more yeah. of this is going to fuel, fuel me to help me get through my day and to achieve these certain <laughs> things, um, which I think is a big problem for a lot of people. Yeah, um, they view food as more of a like, I don't know. The next high. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Change, yeah. Parker. Yeah, right. so. What, what would you say, um, are there any challenges that nursing brings, like, with bodybuilding as far as being able to get your meals in when you're on shift? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, before, now I'm, I work outpatient with oncology patients, mm. um, which I love my job. I, it's more of a um, structured schedule. So I only work four days a week. I get weekends off. Um, it's great. Nice. When I worked inpatient in the um, pediatric ICU, I kind of was like shoving chicken in bags in my pocket and um, <laughs> didn't know when I was going to really eat because inpatient is just another beast. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was working night shift, so I wouldn't eat that entire shift um, because I try and stay on a normal schedule like yeah. humans. <laughs> um, yeah. Because then you just get all whacked out. So nursing has definitely not made it easy. Um, now that I'm in my new job, it's a lot easier. But yeah. props to all the inpatient nurses who still go through prep and bodybuild and figure it out. Because it is not easy at all. What was that like as far as working night shift and then trying to maintain a normal schedule? Because I used to train like traveling nurses or other people like that. And when you do the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then they would come in and 
work out with me at like 10 or 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's like they would just sleep for three hours and then go home, sleep for another three hours, and then go back to yeah. work, basically. So um, I was a gremlin. Oh, so okay. me and my shift did not work <laughs> very well, even though I was on it for a while. Um, you kind of have to figure out what works for you. Mm. Um, what worked for me was I came home, I did my cardio, and then I went to sleep, and then I would train, and then go back to sleep kind of thing, like break Dang. it up. Mm-hmm. But I think every person's different in that aspect because night shift is just a beast in its own. <laughs> Dang. Uh, one question I was thinking about uh, when I was thinking about questions for you that would be good is what is the difference like with uh, Gannon's diet and your diet? The difference. Other um, than obviously more food, but like types of food, what's the pantry look like? What are grocery trips like? I have more spices and seasoning um, for sure um, If you, because we both have our own little cabinets. Oh, nice. Um he eats more, like, he likes to drink his egg whites, which I think is disgusting. Quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can ours... see him being like... <laughs> Are he they just eats a lot, flavored? So. Flavored egg whites? Have you seen those at the I, Arnold? No. Uh, I forget what the company is called, <laughs> but they make them oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like birthday okay. cake no, flavor with sprinkles. Um, it's expensive. Yeah. But our food is Weird pretty price. much the same. Um, he just... He's been in an off-season longer than I have, so he obviously can have pizza a little more frequent than I can. But yeah. he still ke- eats very clean. Um, it's just a lot. Like, I don't know how he fits all that into his stomach. Dang. But we pretty much eat the same stuff. Chicken, ground beef, steak, pretty basic foods. So Has your... Um... No, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> how has your split kind of changed over the past maybe year, year and a half or so? Um... It really hasn't. Uh, <laughs> um, how do you feel like, as not to interrupt you, I'm yeah, sorry, but fine. like with each show having maybe areas you want to work on, does that ever tweak like what you then have to do or does it stay yeah. pretty consistent as far as split wise? Um, so my last off season, I wanted to build my laps. So instead of just doing it once mm-hmm. um, a week, we built it into two times a week. Um, this go around, we, I still have laps like back um, twice a week. But we've kind of kicked up the glutes. It's not just a leg day. It's like I have a whole day just for glutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of tweak things with what the judges tell you. Like they told me after North Americans last year, um, round out the glutes. So we're, that's what we're doing. And then after um, Universe, which was 10 weeks later, I think, um, I had lost a lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. I'd been on prep for nine mm-hmm. months. <laughs> so yeah, with um, they told me I just need to build, um, bring up the upper body. So we're kind of just... We threw arms in there, and I'm not an arms person. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it tweaks a little bit, but I don't really change too much. Yeah. Like the rotation of everything. How many times have you competed so far since day one to now? Um, let's see. <clears throat> Five shows, I believe. And what's the time span between those? Do you, do you give an estimate for that? Um, so my first show. I had a three-month off-season, which is not an off-season yeah. um, <laughs> at all. Um, then I jumped into a prep, and then I qualified after it was a max muscle show in April. Um, I qualified for nationals, and that was another 16 weeks between shows. Um, mm. This past season, I was my whole schedule got messed up because COVID. Mm. Um, but I did North Americans and then 10 weeks apart, but between the sh- first national show and my second national show i took 10 months off wow um which i think is a lot better yeah um, i feel like people need to do that more in the sport um because you're only going to make changes if yeah, you take the time for sure to grow so what do you think like you've been competing for maybe two years yeah i'd say two okay. years a good solid, solid. Two, two and a half. what's the next show in your in your sights yeah uh see that's the million dollar question um I know I want to do a fall show, so I'm thinking about doing North Americans again. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, definitely nationals. Um, I want to have a few shows lined up, but it'll be in the fall for sure. Yeah. Nice. So when you last competed, uh, were there things that you feel like you learned from that to where you are changed? Obviously, judges gave you feedback, whatnot, and your coach was sort of giving you a program, but other are the things that you're implementing besides, you know, the extra days of legs or glutes and stuff like that that you're going to be implementing with, uh, you know, your training or nutrition that have been a huge change from um, the last one? So going in 
to Universe from North Americans, we changed my food up mm-hmm. per my request. Um, I had been eating tilapia for months oh, and I was just tired of it. So yeah. I asked yeah. if we could switch it up a little bit. Um, so we implemented ground beef. Um, we changed a few things, which I didn't place how I wanted to at Universe, but I learned a whole lot. I yeah. learned don't change what works. Tilapia mm-hmm. works. Um, mm-hmm. So the changing the food too close to show, that was a mistake. Um, we found out that I need to carb up a ton. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to be using Protan to do it myself um, going into shows yeah. instead of the um, whatever is there. Um, yeah. Because I just had a lot of issues going into Universe, and they're all pretty much my issues. Um, yeah. So you just learn um, as it goes. How is that as far as like – having a different outcome than what you want like is i know that when you guys have done shows it's kind of just been to do it or you know just to kind of have a goal in sight yeah, but when you have a, a more approach. serious mindset around it how is that as far as kind of coming off of that and then how how is it kind of transitioning from feeling like you didn't go how you wanted to learning maybe what went wrong or kind of maybe tr- addressing that with your coach or other things like that too? um so Last season was an interesting one because of COVID and it changed everything. I was going for my pro card and I did not achieve it. Um, I came from placing third at North Americans to 11th at Universe. And I took that very hard. Um, I At first, I didn't really understand. I was just kind of felt like I got broken up with. Like, very, very upset about it. Um, but not at the judges at all or anything like that. It was more just because I felt like, there must have been something that I could have done differently, and it was frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a few days to actually allow myself to be upset because I feel like it's important not just to shove feelings away like that. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with my coach, and we realized, okay, like like I said, that my tan was off. My diet was not what it should have been. It should have been the tilapia, what we had going into North Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, carving up, because after um, – Prejudging, I ate a bunch of brownies and cookies, and I looked like ten times better than I did going on stage. Yeah. So I think it's—I don't—I don't know if I'm just rambling now. No, but I think like, it's good. good. I think basically just taking a more solution-based approach and looking at it objectively is a better way than just soaking in like you know a pity party and things yeah, like that. Yeah, like allow yourself to have those feelings because if yeah. you don't, then it's, you're just gonna. And I think it's a good mindset to where like most people, or not most. I'm sure a ton of people were like, oh, those judges didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. And you took, you know, not to say it was all your fault, but you took self-responsibility. And we're like, hey, these are some decisions that we messed up on and, you know, took it inner. And we're like, all right, well, at least I know what needs to be changed or brought back. Um, and just didn't say, oh, the judges sucked. That show just sucked. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Because I, I do hear that from time to time. And that might could be the case. You know, I'm sure some things are political, but it's like. At the end of the day, it is what it, it is. It is what it is, and most of the time, it's self responsibility that needs. To be yeah, and I feel like a lot of the times, it's easy to be like to blame someone else. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is, in a national show, especially with COVID being all crazy and people eager to come out, they they want some normalcy. Yeah, everyone looks fucking great. Like yeah. it's not like you're like Joe Schmo getting on stage and like oh how did he win what the heck yeah. like yeah. every girl looks great so I would not want to be a judge because you have to pick a winner yeah. you have to place people like so I meant to ask you this what was your gym situation like uh, <laughs> so when gyms closed down I was very upset both Gannon and I were like what are we gonna do but I lucked out because my parents have a very very small basement gym um, with like a treadmill. A squat rack, like the very bare minimum. Mm. So that's what we did. Um, nice. They had a barbell and everything. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah, my dad not was too like, shabby at Thank all. you, no, <laughs> not at all. I mean, it's definitely not here, which we love coming here. But thank you, thank you. Know, you. <laughs> yes. That was gonna be one of my questions. How has Iron Built Gym transformed your physique? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a but, member yeah, testimonial. Like, <laughs> snippet taken out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. We definitely were blessed in that aspect of we had my parents' gym to go to um, because if not, I don't know what I would have done. I know Gannon was in a bulk, so he kind of had to go into a maintenance phase, which kind of yeah. sucked. Um, I was in a prep, so it, I feel like that's easier to mm-hmm. transition into not having crazy amounts of weight and stuff because yeah. you're not trying to put on the weight. It's more of, all right, well, now i got to do more cardio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, random question, and not to like put you on the spot or anything, but just seeing Maddie kind of go through it, how was it picking a coach? Did you do that just because Casey had her as a coach? And mm-hmm. have you always just kind of figured that that would be your coach through and through? Or was it kind of um, one of those things that you've looked for others? So I knew that I wanted a coach, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know people do prep themselves. I would not want to do that because that's a lot of thinking <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you're in prep. But um, Casey gave me Maria's number and information and I reached out and I think it's really important for people to interview your coach, like mm-hmm. a potential coach. Yeah, um, don't just jump in because, oh, all their girls look great. Or, yeah. Um, they I've heard have, some wild stories about coaches. Yeah, some of them are just crazy. Like you don't, Crazy sport. Yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> the things that they tell you is normal to do. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard someone say that she took like laxatives all through peak week and i'm like yeah. wow. i'm like uh <laughs> yeah i feel like the things that I've heard with some women on prep is like i mean yeah from from laxatives to i mean almost like you know adding salt to like leaves and branches <laughs> and that's your diet it's like jesus christ yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know i thought it was so like, dangerous i reached out to maria and i we talked and we just kind of clicked right off the bat um yeah. and i like that she understands the female body because it is it, it's yeah. different from males we have different yeah. hormones so i that was really important to me that my coach would understand how the importance of getting your cycle back and all mm-hmm. that yeah not to bring that up for you guys no no, no. Like, yeah it's just that's definitely I, an issue i feel like in i don't think it's important to have a coach that's not like a uh, yes man or in this case a yes woman that you know they're going to be real with you they're going to be honest and say hey we got to bring this up or you know they're going to hold you accountable yes which was so when I rebounded really bad, I stopped checking in with Maria because mm. I knew, like, I had gained 30 pounds in, like, a month. Like, Dang, yeah. yeah, it was not a good look. And she still checked up on me. I was like, hey, where are my check-ins? Yeah. Um. So I, I was like, I don't really want to send you them, but I am going to because I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And she was like, okay, um, why don't we get back on a plan? That's and good, yeah. I appreciate that because I don't – I feel like not many coaches would – do that you know yeah, they would just left you out to dry yeah be like okay like downhill. where's my yeah. money like yeah. kind of thing but no she checked up on me and she's she's an amazing coach like she's not just a coach to me she's family so yeah absolutely um i had something i was gonna ask i think i had one more oh. good one i wrote down what are your kind of like i mean we talked about show like next show you plan on doing but how far do you plan on, I guess, taking this or like, what are your final aspirations? Is it to be like a Mr. Olympia or would be Mrs. Olympia <laughs> or maybe Mr. Olympia or, um, or like, you know, is it just, you know, BIPB pro compete there? Like how, how, I guess, where do you see yourself currently today? Like how far taken? Obviously plans change, things happen, but. Um, so the ultimate goal would be to be Miss Olympia. Um, yeah. but I also think it's important to do smaller goals to get to that big goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to first get my pro card. Of course. <laughs> That's yeah. the ultimate goal right now. And then compete in the IFBB, rack up enough points, maybe go to an Olympia. Yeah. And then maybe one day be Miss Olympia. That would mm-hmm. be the dream. But, yeah. you know, everyone wants to do that. So it's kind of like, let's yeah. get these little goals first and see if we can get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's nice. good. That's good. What are some pet peeves that you find yourself uh, within the fitness industry, whether it be. Uh, other chicks that want or think that they're competitors, but maybe you're wishy-washy. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a good question because I, I'm sure Spilling with the tea, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure you know with guys it's maybe not as bad because everybody's just a bro. But like I'm sure with chicks, like it's like you see some and they're they're just not in it, but they're they Listen, want sis. to be. <laughs> you got well, any got any thoughts about that? Like, so my biggest pet peeve is, I guess. Girls promoting, oh, I'm only three three pounds above stage weight. Oh, yeah. That's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you're showing these people who aren't as into mm-hmm. fitness, like, thinking that that's sustainable, and it's not. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is recently has yeah. been a big pet peeve of mine. It, like, kind of frustrates me. I talk to Gannon about it all the time because I'm like, these girls are showing these younger girls, oh, like, stay super lean, mm-hmm. like, whatever, like, no, like in order to build, which is called bodybuilding, for sure, mm-hmm. you need to eat in a healthy way, not going out to McDonald's, mm-hmm. but like 
promote a healthy lifestyle and growth. And yeah. I think due to like not just natural hormones itself, women should, if they're trying to grow, should get a little bit softer than what's expected probably, yes. you know, to actually grow. Now, fortunately for guys, the higher testosterone levels, we're able to stay a little bit leaner, but still mm-hmm. grow. Some can blow it out, but you know. <laughs> but I think there's, I think there's still like a body fat range to where you put on the best muscle. Yeah, most like definitely. I think for men, I've I've seen or heard it's like you know ten to fourteen percent body fat. I thought it was twenty two. Like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. like, what am I doing? That's ideal. But like that's a good spot to gain muscle when you're lower than that. I mean, sure you're going to be in a growth phase, but it's it's just not as optimal for your body, you know. And I think you know for women, I'm sure it's the same deal. Of, you know, obviously a different range, but same concept. Yeah, yeah and it's in. When you stay that low, your energy is low, you know, and whether you're, quote, eating for days or whatever, I, unless you're some genetic freak, you're not going to stay that lean and you're going to burn yourself out because you're being so restrictive on your diet. Like, yeah, I don't know. Your body can't grow off air, you know? No, yeah, you need to feed I feel like we're thinking way in the long term, but I feel like for life after competing, you know, if you're just have lived this life forever where you're just lean teeny weeny and you don't eat enough food and then now you're like okay i'm done competing whether it's three years from now 10 20 whatever it is you know you need to have that sustainability understanding your body what your body needs what food you know is for your body um and have that healthy relationship with it for sure 100 percent um speaking of like more fitness pet peeves and just other maybe taboo things is there ever a point that anybody or you see other fitness chicks that are promoting Taboo things, maybe dark, darker things such as drug use and stuff like that for, I'm sure, bikini and (laughs) figure. And obviously, when you get higher up in those ranks, the drug use is probably more rampant or normal. But uh, is there a thing of that? I mean, since I'm not in that area with females, is is that a big thing right now with bikini Um, competitors? I don't really see a lot of... I don't really see a lot of people promoting it. A yeah. lot of people, if they're doing it, they're hush-hush about For it. Sure. Um, especially with females, it's a little more, I feel like, taboo, like you said. Like, men come out and are like, I'm taking this, this, and that. Like, yeah. This is what I do. But females, I see if they do come out saying that, it's kind of like, whoa. Like, Well, even to grow, but also cut. I'm sure a lot of women that are taking the uh, extra jump or, let's say, stretch to try and lose a little bit more, lean mm-hmm. up with, you know, drugs such as T3 or clenbuterol and stuff like that to try and shred down. I'm sure that that could be a thing. And I don't know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not in that aspect. You're natural. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I just didn't know about the female side. Um, I think, especially because I compete in NPC, so yeah. it's not... Um, Run what you brung. Yeah, and... Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people just don't really talk about it, um, yeah. like females-wise. Mm-hmm. And my opinion is if you're going to do it, do it smartly. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. do it. Do what your boyfriend's telling you to do like or something like that. You know, do your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's smart for people to push things on other people. I think that should yeah. be Especially everyone's. Females. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that should be everyone's own decision. That was no. Because well, <laughs> no. I've heard plenty, and even local coaches giving or you – telling their female competitors oh low dose of testosterone oh, or gosh. this and that and it's like you're wrecking these chicks dude yeah they don't even know not long term like, i'm sure maybe some know and they're just like screw it i want to do whatever it takes to win but then it's like you know especially my for only issue with it is uh and for males and females is like if they're like a year into lifting and they for think sure. this is what i want is, in my life yeah. but they don't really realize it's a hobby to them now and it's not really a lifestyle they want to do forever for sure i see a lot of people like dive headfirst into competing they're dieting and then they're like this is like who i am now i'm <laughs> yeah. a bodybuilder and then it's like a year later it's like they're doing something completely different yeah and yeah. Then, you know it's i don't know it's dangerous to do that and then add life-altering like drugs on it and then you know i don't know for sure kind of random um but I was just curious as far as as you've kind of gotten deeper and deeper into like bikini or competitor style like training or dieting, was that something that you've always kind of had that like, you know, training mentality or like kind of fire for lifting to where like I remember when I used to see you at Willow Lawn mm-hmm. when I was working there, you just you when you're a competitor, I feel like you just have a different 
work ethic than like a casual gym goer. Mm -hmm. Was there anyone that like, did you and Casey live together to kind of know like what that was like? Has that been something that you've always kind of done yourself and kind of figured out how to push yourself? Because I feel like when you go into a casual like am fam golds, this and that, like it's kind of a roll of the dice to where you might be the hardest worker in the room. Like there might be other people that are similar, but I just remember like when I first went to am fam, like you hear just like the vacuums going and it's not there. a really like, what? yeah, it's not here. a, it's not a training conducive environment. Yeah. If that Iron makes Bill, sense. Iron Bill gym, we are straight killers. I say yeah. the worst gym is VCU for that. Oh, oh yeah. Super, no music, no mirrors. Really? You can't wear a crop top. What? You can't wear a tank top. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. be allowed in there then. That's intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I worked there for a while. Why did you? But to answer that question, um, I feel like, because I played sports, so I always had that mindset of you don't half-ass anything you're doing. Yeah. Um, and then when I started getting into lifting in college, I um, Casey's little, we um, came really close, and she's a good friend of mine now. So she had been training with Casey. So I have always been like in that competitive mindset of, okay, you're here to lift, you're here to work mm-hmm. kind of thing. Not I'm here to talk and like yeah. socialize and like, yeah, that's great. Like catch up really quick. But, um, I feel like I've always had, um, had the guidance at least to do it with a purpose. So now we'll dive into some of these questions. I'll kick it off. Um, as a reminder, these are answer the internet questions as fucked up as you are. Some barstool sports questions. We haven't done these in like a week or two. Yeah, it's been a but we're back with them so, since we have a guest. So, first question. Answer the internet. Would you rather have to watch sports or porn upside down for the rest of your life? So, it's wa- watch <laughs> watch sports upside down or watch porn upside down? Yeah, for the rest of your life. Or watch sports upside down. <laughs> I'm going to do porn. I don't, really watch, I don't watch sports. I, I don't watch that much sports, but it would ruin the experience. I wouldn't even watch it. So, I'd rather I'd rather watch Yeah, I'd rather watch porn upside down. Yeah, nice. I don't watch sports. I'll say sports. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah, all porn. Plus, porn. sometimes, Maddie and I will joke about because we don't watch like the, the crazy fucking wild shit. But sometimes the positions are so stupid, upside down might be right side. Up. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, I feel with sports you get a little confused with what's going on if it's upside yeah. down. But then, mm. at least with porn, it's like uh, it's still okay, going it's pretty still strange. Strange. Yeah. It's yeah. Still yeah. interesting. It's like might it's make it a little more interesting. Perfect. <laughs> I will go with mine. If I can grow some nails. <laughs> All right, mine's answer the internet. Would you rather change genders every time you sneeze or not be able to tell the difference between a donut and a baby? Wow. <laughs> wow. Just open this fresh box of... <laughs> dozen babies. Uh, <laughs> Jelly would you rather filled. change genders every time you sneeze or not be able to tell the difference? Honestly, I think it would be fun if I sneezed. Because yeah. I sneeze quite often. I'd, I'd probably do the sneeze, I'd but the sneeze. I'd hate it, though, if I did, like, a a three sneeze. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sneeze. You're stuck like and that. And then I'm like, give me a feather. Give me a feather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I could make myself sneeze if I wanted to Because I don't want to start, like, licking or chewing on a baby. Yeah. No. True. <laughs> I would never eat donuts again. Like, if you can't yeah, tell. Let me, let, let me heat up this donut real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like that shit where the it's like the big conspiracy thing where they're like using baby blood and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, Austin's red pill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely Austin. Going... Were you at the Capitol on Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm changing genders every time I sneeze. What about y'all? I think I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I would do that too. I don't want to accidentally eat a baby. Yeah. Imagine though you're on the beach, the sun oh, makes you sneeze fuck. all of a sudden. And then you're topless. Oh, yeah. Boom. 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 Take a walk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead and dive in. Okay. Mine says, answer the internet. Would you rather have all music or all TV be in Spanish? Oh, shit. Probably TV. It you would make me be more fluent, I feel like. I think I'd want music to be all in Spanish because I already listen to Spanish music, so I love right. it. I do <laughs> music because the older I get, I don't know. I mainly only, I feel like, listen to music nowadays during workouts. And with that, half the time, I'm not really listening to the words. Yeah. I just need, like, the energy and the vibe and the beat. Um, so I'd rather probably go with that. Because when I'm watching a movie, 
I'm like more intent. Well, on I want to like know what's, what's going, going on. on yeah. yeah. So no subtitles at all. So he would be listening to <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch in Spanish. Would, yeah. <laughs> and then add some like yeah. English. as if it wasn't <laughs> bad enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can imagine like that deep like yell from whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, would almost uh, sound good. I'd probably, I'd hate to commit to it, but I'd probably do TV. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I do like my music that I can understand. I, I always, am a, a oh, you lyric, actually listen to I lyrics. Lyric, I'm a lyric yeah. type guy too. He's a deep guy. Yeah, <laughs> I always feel like though people say that they learn English from watching English TV. So I feel like if I wanted to hear something in Spanish, it would help me at least like learn conversation or like yeah. the yeah. tilt of your voice in Spanish. Whereas music, it's a little bit harder to like understand that. Yeah. and I feel like I. It would just really annoy me if I had to listen to, like, try to get in the zone lifting and be hearing Spanish music. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't imagine normal music with, like, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying normal, but, like, <laughs> the music we listen to now being in Spanish. Like, especially yeah. my music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Screaming sounds the same. It might be a Spanish <laughs> twist to it. <laughs> Instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of a... <laughs> Yeah. You remember your question? Yeah, so this was from the Real Bodybuilding Podcast from Fuad. Would you rather lose the ability to get a pump or the ability to get a boner? Or female equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe uh, no clit stimulation. I don't know. I don't know what that would... Uh, That's tough, man. (laughs) Because lifting with no pump is like... Oh, it's almost the equivalent of a wet noodle. Yeah, it's like, ugh. Yeah, that's but, true. But yeah, no boner is not a good way to go either. I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, you might as well die. He said a lot of Remember he said he was a deep thinker? Yeah. Well I'm, definitely, I'm definitely keeping the boner and giving up the pump. I'll just have to find something new to do. Maybe I'll just be a runner. Maybe I'll just go with that line. I think I would give up the pump, too. Yeah. Pump's I could give up go. the pump because I feel like even without a pump, you can still like train or set PRs. Like yeah. I would just like do it by the book more so of like, all right, I got to do 10. Like, <laughs> we just <laughs> I <know>. suffer. <laughs> but I, I view this question very different from the one that we answered last week. Did you listen to the end last time? I think It was uh, either give up training or give up sex. Oh, yeah. And both of us gave up sex. Wow. Yeah. Mainly because... Abstinent brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Priesthood coming yeah. in. Mainly because it's like training is like, you know, one to two hours every day. You're enjoying it. Blah, blah. It's like lifelong. With like sex, it's like... It's obviously phenomenal, but it's it's not nearly as long. He keeps saying nearly... phenomenal, but then he keeps saying he'd give it up. <laughs> you answered the same way. How would you I know, that? I know. I train every day. Well, I guess because there's, like, in a relationship, there's more than just the physical part. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think too. that's what you're, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think you. <laughs> <laughs> when you really know, think about it. I would hate to be asked that question. Again, that would be another die third third answer die hopefully die <laughs> yeah. quickly i can't die. decide die can't under decide. the bar or yeah. something like yeah. that yeah. <laughs> but yeah that funny. anyways that's to wrap up this show thank you for coming out sarah you're welcome yeah. thank for you real. for having me and uh good luck to the future shows and endeavors that you got going on thank you for everybody that's watching this make sure you follow us all in the description below keep up with us on social media share and the podcast Share the podcast. We're Come making on. upgrades. We are trying yeah. to uh, <laughs> keep y'all happy and bring some quality to this joint. So until next time, guys, we are out of here. See y'all.